Internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hi, everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. And we're going to be talking today about how to not only mentally prepare for a new year, but co-create something even better for your life. Now, Geraldine, I understand that time in the spirit world and time in real world, whatever that we live in, um, it doesn't exist. You know, time's just a measurement. And I learned a lot about time popping through four different time zones in one week. And I kept getting up going, I don't know if it's six, seven, or eight, depending on where I am. My Fitbit watch said one time, my phone said another time. And then often I would look at the hotel clock to see what time it was there. So this concept of time that we have, and even the concept of a new year, you know, a new calendar year, we have Rosh Hashanah, you know, for some people, the new year is in September. For the annual new year, it's December 31st. So why do you think we get so caught up in planning for the new year when it's sometimes weeks, months, days ahead of us? when we're not really focusing on what we're creating today. Can we talk a little bit about co-creating and time? Certainly, Sandra. And I understand, look, when we're living in this paradigm that we're in, time is of the essence, so they say. And, and time does become very important to us. And in one way, of course, it's hard for us to understand that time is nothing. I mean, heaven's above I'm in the future, according to your time, because here in Australia, it's, you know, it's a day ahead of you. And so time really, and I'm a bit like you, I'm forever looking at the world clock to see who am I talking to today and what time is it and, you know, compared to our time here. And it makes me really understand that time means nothing. Mm -hmm. It really does mean nothing. But in the world in which we live, Sandra, I think it's always great to have that time where we kind of say, okay, that's our new beginning. That's where we're going to begin. And, and it's important to us to have that space and that time and that date, if necessary, right? This is where we're going to begin. And it's the opportunity, even if we don't, stick by the rules, you know, and we, we say we're going to go on a diet, for instance, and we're going to lose or shed this weight for the following year. And, you know, sometimes it'll last a week, sometimes it'll last a month, maybe. But I think it's, it's important that we can at least set that date. Now, we know in reality, we could set that date today. And we, could, and we could make that choice that today is the day that I'm going to change things and I'm going to start again. 
But as I said, in the world in which we live, our whole uh, psyche is geared to New Year, regardless of when that New Year is. And when it comes around, there's something inside of us that says, okay, we're going to alter our clock, we're going to set these goals, we're going to create this new beginning, and off we go with it. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, as a coach, I would love to think that I can help people understand that they can do that today. The new, the new beginning can start in any moment of every day. But if we need that lead up time so we can think about it and we can plan for it and we can prepare for it, that's okay. But make sure you do plan for it and you do set that date so that you do begin. Otherwise, it just keeps getting put off and put off and we never get around to it. Right. Well, it makes me think of like, you know, when we were kids or when my kids get ready for the new school year. You know, we know we've been on, you know, summer break and all of a sudden, you know, we're faced with, we need a new backpack, you know, new school clothes. Cause you know, most kids have outgrown the, you know, their old school clothes. So you get a few school clothes and you get fresh pens and paper. Um, but I wonder so much if it's more about the ritual of preparing than actual, you know, time itself, because we've had over the past four years, our school district has started on five different weeks, you know, they've been moving the schedule from September back to August. So they've been turning it back a week. So we're confused at like, when is the start of school? And really the only thing we can count on is sun coming up, <laughs> sun going down because everything else is just, it's arbitrary. And you know, it's funny when you're talking about, you know, like a New Year's resolution to shed the weight, to take the weight off, yet we will enjoy ourselves, like give permission to ourselves for the whole holiday season to enjoy ourselves because in the new year, I'm going to start my diet. And none of that makes a whole lot of sense to me, but the concept of preparing yourself for change does. And I think too, Sandra, it's, um, we all, you know, if we belong to any sort of uh, Christian uh, beliefs or understanding, there is that time of preparation when it comes to uh, Advent, you know, we're preparing and the children, I'm not sure if they do that with you, but you know, they buy, they get their little Advent candle, uh, can, uh, calendars, I should say. And they peel off the days and it's like building up to Christmas. And it's a great, because we love ritual. I think we all love ritual and we've been brought up with it in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter whether it's been a religious belief or a spiritual belief or a, a cultural belief. There are rituals that we all go through to prepare for that new beginning or that, that wonderful way of how we're going to live. Um, I think the most important thing, though, Sandra, is to understand that there has to be a, a cutoff somewhere because so many of us still bring the past into that new beginning. So wouldn't it be wonderful if we could actually 
create that new beginning and make the choice to leave the past behind so that the past is still not influencing that new beginning. And I think that is the most important thing to do, regardless of when you're setting that time, that whether it's at New Year or wherever, if you could possibly stand in that day or that moment and go, okay, this really is a new beginning. And as from today, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this person or I'm going to have these new beliefs, this new mindset, whatever it is. And the past is in the past. I can't do anything about it. I have to leave it behind me. I've learned from it, but now I'm moving into the future. I love that. I love that. I think now is a good time, uh, Dr. Tegelov, to thank our sponsor for today because without it, we wouldn't be on the air. And today's podcast is sponsored by the new podcast, Bad Batch, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And there will be a link to this episode in the show notes for today's show. And Dr. Tegelov, every day in the United States, hundreds and thousands of people have to make decisions about their health, treating diseases, managing pain, and that can be really scary, and it can be life-changing. But what would happen if you were offered the supposed miracle cure and you end up worse than before? And that's what this Bad Batch podcast is about. And if you ever listened to Wondery's Dr. Death, you heard about those 33 patients in Texas who went in for surgery and had their lives forever changed by this incompetent doctor. And this podcast is about host and reporter Laura Beale, who broke that story open. And now she's reporting on that other important story, stem cell therapy, and a bad batch that was given to a group of patients with disastrous results. So the new podcast, Bad Batch, investigates this multi-million dollar unregulated industry of stem cell therapy, where greed and uh, desperation collide. And You know, this is an industry that claims to treat pain, autoimmune diseases, infections, even autism. And it's a really good listen because even though, you know, it's made up, it's not true. You know, it's a, it's an adventure series. It's kind of like a modern day shadow nose. It's a real cautionary tale and an important listen. And if you like those things, they're kind of like a spooky, scary bedtime story, but really smart. Um, you can subscribe to Bad Batch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever you're listening to now. And like I said, there's also a link in the episode notes below. So you're going to want to check it out. Again, that's Bad Batch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. It's a super fun, spooky, good, creepy listen. Now, Geraldine, we were talking. I know I'm looking at your face. <laughs> I think I think I'd have to listen at uh, you know after breakfast, Sandra. I don't do well with spooky stories at night time, but you know it sounds like fun. It is fun. It's a you know I always think of it like you know a scary good time, and I came across it on social media even before today's show, and I listened to it, and it is it's scary good fun, but it's also you know, it's also cautionary, you know, it raises some really ethical questions and, you know, interesting questions about, you know, the medical industry that does claim to treat pain and autoimmune diseases and infections and autism, you know, there's always some, you know, miracle cure coming out. 
And this really traces the story behind it. And um, Laura Beale, you know, breaks the story open and it's very exciting. It's a, it's kind of an on your seat thriller. Well, and it's great that you would have um, people who are actually bringing this to the forefront so that people do stop it. Cause I think sometimes you're so desperate for a cure or whatever you don't stop to think of the consequences. You know, it's, it's good to be reminded that you need to think about these things, don't you, before you jump in. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, subscribe to Bad Batch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And the link will be in the episode uh, notes below today's uh, show. Now we were talking about what I call the truth about time. And you know, time is relative. Time is, is, it's not, I know it's a measurement, Geraldine. I know it's a measurement just like a linear foot, you know, is broken down in inches or a meter is broken down in centimeters. But can we talk a little bit about why time seems to slow up and speed or slow down and speed up? Because Max had to take this test the other day and he came home and he says, mom, the time just flew by. And then Zachy came home and he's like, oh, he's like, you know, we were doing science, you know, it's science and so <laughs> bored. And he's like, the day would never end. So two kids, same school district, one comes home, race through the day. The other one came home and the day felt slow as tar. How does emotion relate to our perception of time? Well, I guess, Sandra, we'd have to look at, you know, at Einstein to really discover all of this and, and what he discovered about time. But the truth is, and it's a really difficult concept to get our heads around, but if you look at, you know, Einstein's um, theory on relativity and all these sorts of things, and, and look, in saying that, I must say that there are some fabulous little videos uh, on YouTube and stuff that help you get your head around this topic because, you know, when I'm looking at the whole scientific side of things, because I love the science behind spirituality and um, I'm always looking for things, but I usually type in, you know, for dummies or the <laughs> version of, so at least I can get some idea of how it operates. But the truth is, the time doesn't exist. Everything is happening right in this moment. And so we put time into place and we've changed the clock so many times. You know, there's the Gregorian calendar and there was the Mayan calendar and there was, you know, there's just been so many calendars or measurements of time that man has created to suit him or herself. And so it makes it really difficult for us to understand the whole concept that there really is no time at all. Everything is happening right now. And so we've put into play clocks. And of course, you know, we have to have a bus schedule or a train schedule and we have to have a time where we go to work and we come home from work. That just makes sense. Otherwise, the whole world would be in absolute chaos but in our own individual lives it's important to understand that it's just this moment it's right now in this moment and every choice that we make like 
your two children, Sandra, you know, one who comes home and says, well, it just flew by. Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough time to do everything or to write everything that I wanted to write or whatever. He was living in that moment. And so his whole uh, mind or his, his work was out of the zone of time constraints, so to speak. He was living in the now moment. Now, we can all do this. If you're out on a beautiful dinner date and the food is glorious and the music's playing and you're dancing and having a wonderful time and you're out, you're in that zone, aren't you, where time is nothing. You don't even think about looking at your watch. But when you're in a business meeting and you're under the pump and you have to come up with the answers and solutions and everything and you're watching the clock, and you know everybody else is watching the clock, you've really got to play to that time. And if it's not something that you're really enjoying, and a lot of people often use the example of sitting in the dentist's chair, you know, you're not enjoying the sound of the drill and the feel of the drill or whatever is going on, it's only natural that you're not in the zone. So for us to bypass time, we really need to get into the zone. And if we can't do that all the time, there are moments during the day that we can. And so it's taking a moment to sit back in your chair or to take a walk or whatever it is that you can do, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just be in that zone of being time-free, of not thinking about anything, but just enjoying that little moment. And I don't know if that's answered your question, Sandra, but it's, you know, it's, it's a really quite, as I said, unless you go and look at Einstein's theories and try and gather some information from there, it's a quite a difficult concept for us to take on board. Well, it is. And, you know, I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, and he had a great line. Um, he said, time isn't precious at all because it's an illusion. And the more you are focused on time, the past and the future, the more you miss the now, the most precious thing there is. And I thought about that because, you know, we worry so much about getting things done. It's due tomorrow. You know, something I need to fix this because next week there's going to be or fretting about what I didn't do yesterday or what didn't get done or, you know, mistakes I've made in the past. And, you know, when you time travel back and forth like that, you're literally zipping to the future where you can't do anything and you're or you're going back in the past where you can't do anything either. Like the only place of action is now. Yeah. And, you know, it's often I have this gorgeous husband in my life who always says there's, there's never a bad day. It's only a bad moment. And the moment will pass. And you can jump into the next moment as quick as, you know, clicking your fingers. You can be in the next moment. And it's and it's really focusing on what you have in life. I mean, we've all met those people who focus totally on what's going wrong or what they don't have or what they'd like to have. 
you know, all these desires and wishes and without stopping to look at what they have right in this moment of now. And it could be just simply, I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm here. I can take a breath because a lot of people can't. A lot of people are struggling for that breath right now. So, you know, if we can focus in the now and Sandra, this might come with age and maturity too at times, but worrying about what happened in the past or worrying about what's going to happen in the future, it's absolutely and completely and utterly and whatever other word I can use, pointless. Right. Because they're really, it is an illusion. Time is an illusion and we only have right now. And if we were to enjoy right now and we enjoy each little moment imagine once we join all of those together how enjoyable life would be and being focused on that moment is so important well and you know there's so many unknowns you know this is the the interesting thing you know I think about I'm coming up on the 12 year anniversary of my company and um, you know, I structured this company actually 20 years ago, but I didn't actually, you know, took eight years for it to come into fruition. You know, I'm just having kids and, and, you know, working in my job. And I was thinking about when I started my company, how afraid I was, you know, what if I can't pay my bills? What if I can't, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, and they were all negative, Geraldine. It's so funny. I didn't sit around going like, what if I made a million dollars? You know, what if I, you know, sold, you know, a thousand copies? What if, you know, those things are fleeting if they happen at all. It's like we focus mostly if we go into the future and it's fear-based, it's all the negative. And because our mind wants to take us there all the time, Sandra, and I'm not, and please don't ask me why, but our mind has this way of constantly uh, focusing in on the negative, why it can't happen, why it won't happen, how you can't do it, how, you know, it's not going to happen. And it just loves to focus in on that because that's what the mind does. Mm. And we have to, in the new year, if that's when you're going to begin, or if you're preparing right now for this new beginning, it has to be about your heart. It has to be getting out of your head and bringing everything into the heart and asking yourself, what does my heart feel about this? What is my heart wanting? Because it's through your heart that you'll find the truth. And yes, you are capable of anything. You are the most amazing person upon the planet, every single one of us. And if we could just tune into our heart and know that if the desire is coming through the heart, then of course it's possible. You wouldn't have that desire if it wasn't possible. So it's getting out of your head and telling, having a conversation with your head and saying, okay, have you say, I understand, uh, have you had enough say now, mm -hmm. I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put you over here, even if it's in a little box on the mantelpiece or somewhere on the shelf, on the bookshelf, and say, I want you just to sit there for a moment because now I'm going to listen to my heart. 
What is my heart telling me? What is my heart asking me to jump into? And your heart won't have any fear. It's your mind that creates the fear. And so if it were me, Sandra, and I was looking at a new beginning, I would definitely be connecting into my heart and listening to my heart because it will tell me that anything is possible, that everything is possible. I can do it. You know, I, I, I have the gift to be able to do it. My mind will be telling me everything that can go wrong and creating fear and anxiety and stress around it. Now, if you go back 12 years, Sandra, and you look at where you are today and the success you've had, you know, it, it's amazing. So it's, it, and I know your success comes from the heart because you, I know when you work with me and coaching me in my business, it's just brilliant because what you say comes directly from your heart. Yes, you have a lot of head stuff too because you have all this knowledge, but when you share and, and that builds that beautiful trust, it's wonderful. Thank mm. you. Thank you. And it is interesting because when I went back 12 years and I thought about my company, never in my wildest dreams would I think I'm doing what I do every day. Because it's so very different than how my company originally started. And it's phenomenal to me that there are still some elements in there like a nucleus, but you know, like that was a seed. Now my company is a full grown plant and it's bearing fruit and the way it's making money, the things it's creating were not even in my original business plan. And it just shows me that, you know, when you're creating something new out of nothing, if you will, you know, creating a whole new concept, you have to give that, plant plenty of room to grow you got to nurture it and it'll bear fruit but if you're if you're open it might bear even more amazing fruit than you could ever think absolutely and i think it's having the ability to um uh what is the word happily accept change sandra you can set out the greatest vision that you can ever possibly come up with, and that's wonderful, and it's important to have that vision or to have that idea, that, as you say, that core idea. But if you don't allow that to change and flourish and go in different directions, in directions that you kind of never even dreamt of, it's, it's never going to flourish. If you stay static, no, it has to be this and it has to be my vision and it has to work this way. I'm afraid the universe will bring you some surprises along the way, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And I think you and I both know that our businesses have never been static. They've never, or not, no, I shouldn't say never, but quite often they don't follow the path that we think we've planned out for that to, to go along. It's always changing. It's always moving in new directions. There's always new opportunities opening up. And, and if we're so focused on this one, you know, track, then we miss those beautiful opportunities. 
And that has a lot to do coming back to your concept of time too, Sandra. You know, if we're so focused on where we're headed and how we're going to get there and what's got to happen and and we're, we're so focused on moving ahead towards that future goal and we're not in this now moment where opportunities abound and are surrounding us, but we, we haven't got the time, pardon the pun, to see them because we're too busy focused in the future. This is my plan and this is where I'm going regardless of what else crops up or what other opportunities appear. But if we live in that now moment, we can still have our vision, yep. but we're open to seeing the opportunities around us and the people who come across our path. And we're open to listening to what they have to say and sending us maybe down a different path. It's a, it's a beautiful way to live. Well, and it's, there's, I'm realizing, you know, as I enter into my, I guess, 13th year running this business, and I did, you know, 15 years in another business, um, there's a fluidity to success. You know, it's almost like a stream. The water will eventually get to the ocean, but it's going to meander around boulders, and it's going to sometimes go over waterfalls, and sometimes it'll sit in a little pond and leak out slowly. You know, just like a, a, a stream or a river, that's also your business, you know, because it, it, it's not a, just a channel, you know, in a, in a, you know, water going through a pipe. You know, there's so many different things and the water can take different paths. And if you stay fluid enough, you can adjust with the market changes. You can adjust with the interest rate changes. You can adjust with the, you know, ebb and flow of product desires. You know, there's times when people love, you know, certain products and then other times, you know, you couldn't sell them to save your life. And that's just the nature of business. And I could say exactly the same, Sandra. I've been in different businesses. I've also been in a, you know, in education and then moved into my own business, entirely different to business than what I'm in now. But I can also see how every single thing that I've done along the way, along the journey, has brought me to this point. And I can draw from every experience to help me now to, I guess, uh, grow in where I'm headed at the moment. And to be perfectly honest, I'm not really sure that I know where I'm headed. You know, <laughs> I've got to that point where I'm, I have a, a basic idea and I am very open to being led down the path that I need to take and so I've drawn back a little and uh, and I guess this is from my spiritual training too I tend to say well here I am these are my gifts I know these are my gifts we all have beautiful unique gifts and it's no good trying to hide from them because they'll crop up all the time and we need to take notice of them. We need to embrace them. And then it's being open enough to say, well, okay, this is what I can do right now. So I'm going to do that. But universe, you know, if there's another something that I need to jump into or I need to uh, another stream that I need to fall into and, and paddle my way along, as you say, Sandra, 
then just make it really clear to me. Show me what it is that I need to be doing and I'll do that. And it is a lovely way to live. And people say to me, but how could you do that? How can you live that way? Well, once again, you know, age is on my side. I've learned that all the struggle that we go through along the way is absolutely pointless. Mm -hmm. Absolutely pointless. I think you mentioned a, a little while back, the sun will come up tomorrow. Everything <laughs> will be okay. And I, I'm happy to follow the path that is being shown to me as I go. Does that mean that I'm any less successful? No. In fact, it means more success in many areas of my life. And the biggest thing is greater happiness because I'm no longer stressing and, and trying to put things in place and make things happen and create success and what other people call success. And I think if we can just stop for the moment and think about what does success mean for me? Is it what the world places upon me? Is it even what family and friends place upon me or put in front of me? Or is it what's in my heart? What does success mean for me? And once you've become clear about that, the past becomes clear too. It's amazing. You know, it's just amazing. How can people find out more about you and what you do and the different programs you offer? Oh, Sandra. Um, well, <laughs> I do have a website. And, of course, you know, I have to have the most difficult name ever made, <laughs> Geraldine. Uh, it's, a, it's a full mouthful in itself. Then I married this gorgeous man whose name happened to be Tegelove. And back when we got married, you took on your husband's name. So uh, GeraldineTegelove.com. And if you have a look around the website, and particularly if you click on the shop or the store in the menu, you'll find lots of programs there at different levels, different price points that could help you in some category that you're looking for help, I'm sure. But yeah, it's there. It may feel right. It may not. That's okay. It's, it's there for you. Well, yeah, and there's not lots of neat little gifts on there, too, if you're looking for some different gifts for people, you know, as we come into the holiday season. You know, I'm always on the lookout for the new or unique gift or something that would be really cool to bring to a white elephant party, you know, where everybody brings you know, a gift that, that, you know, they think will surprise everyone. I, I tend to want to bring, you know, gifts like that because I think they're super cool. Um, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove, you can find her at GeraldineTegelove.com. She's got all sorts of different products and services and, and neat gifts. You're going to want to check her out. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Make it count. Thanks, Sandra. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.